preview Belmont Oaks Day. Let's get cracking, Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, rail, weather, we won't talk about pattern, or will we? Ah, the- just, uh, you can shove the pattern up your... Uh, I think uh, I think at five metres, with a, it's probably the first... Oh, I haven't got it in front of me, but we haven't got a meeting where we can. We know we're going to go in with a good four. I think we've got to be pretty confident we're going to see a good four. There's not going to be any rain for the three days beforehand. There yeah, could be some residual chop in I the st- track. Yeah, I still feel that the track's still a bit sloppy, still a bit wet. Yeah, yeah. this is the first yeah. time we're going to have, but we sh- we shouldn't have a drop of rain for 72 hours yeah. leading up to the first race. Yeah, allow for a completely fair track. Last time it was dry was the day where I said the rail was going to be off and the rail was red hot. Mm. So uh, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and that they said that they've changed a lot of their punting um, has become late punting because the track is so – and the track's not just Belmont, but the um, the country tracks, there's so, such strong patterns developing, um, especially, I mean, your Norns and Pinjaras, if there's a drop of rain, the rail's becoming quicksand in a heartbeat. So it's becoming very hard to back and, and obviously tip early. So I my biggest – well, the advice I'm trying to give myself at the moment, which I love betting early, and that's always been um, – I love betting into – even though they're 140% markets, I love hopping into them. I back myself to, to get the overs despite that. And um, But at the moment, unless you really think you're getting a really nice price early, um, and especially if you want to back something in the second half of the card – we're really better off holding fire a lot of the time. So uh, with a couple of races today, there's, there's a few things I want to discuss in regards to like this, but if the track's playing a certain way, then have a look at this because mm. we might get the price elsewhere. Yeah, well, we're looking at a, a relatively sunny day on Saturday, 23 mm. degrees. So hopefully there's some drying weather today being Thursday, Friday, tomorrow, because again, the the, um, the Belmont track has had a bit of traffic over already early in the season. Field sizes have been big too. Mm-hmm. Heavy horses. Yeah, heavy. <laughs> Horses. The, the the rain is, has when it's come it's come in in waves. So the the numbers I'm seeing from Vince Cardi's data, data suggests that the tracks a little bit slower than what they're putting out officially. That in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully it's a five. I'm sort of thinking yeah five six, but it's just a, such a great track uh, five, historically. Six. What's that sorry? So it's halfway between a five or a six. I was leaning more towards a soft six. Regardless, okay. it shouldn't. It doesn't really change a lot for me and the way that I do my form. I think. I think I, I've. Oh, I just thought you got the the dart out and chuck the dart board up and then. <laughs> well. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how I can possibly say that to anybody at the moment, to be honest with you. Don't give me any ideas, Terry, especially with this Tab Touch Westby Platinum Main to kick things off. Talk about dartboard. Race 1, 11.23am, a bumper 10 race Belmont Oaks program. This is a bit junky. This is a bit junky, this first race at Belmont on Saturday, Terry. Yeah, this is sort of 10 goals up, five minutes left. Both teams have got no interest. They're just kicking it around the back line for Mm. all. Um, Oh, I, I have minimal interest. There's actually one that's above my quote. I've got to have a bet on Miss Mark Goey of EJ. Um, the figure first up, um, figure, geez, I'm sounding like a data person. Data. Like that. It's run first up behind um, Caragenia Aurora when finding the fence was huge. Repeats that, wins this by five. Um, three efforts since, some excuses in all, but you've got to save and a little disappointing at all as well. Just really like in a, in a race where there's a real lack of quality, a horse that can, can find the – if, if Fair One wasn't in this race, and Fair One's a million to one, mm. but if Fair One wasn't in this race and Miss Margot was finding the top and going to find the rail definitely, it would be a lobby of chips in job. Yeah. But being in the breeze, um, the horse hasn't performed as well. So look, I've marked Miss Margot three bucks, currently four bucks, BJ. It's a bet. Okay. Not a lot at my end. You know my thoughts on these Saturday maidens. 
just come on guys let's have a let's have a good look at these things i think the last one we had there were seven runners you know we got nine on saturday and it's basically a mount barker maiden glorified mount barker that's, maiden. that's a bit stiff to mount barker maidens i think bj yeah it's narrow and like at least this. you know the difference between this one and mount barker maiden at least this one will run yeah <laughs> Yeah, fair point, fair point. So I take your view on Miss Margot. I think her best is better than the rest. I just like the run of Just Under first up. Brett yeah. Pope, Bo Benevic, Edwards yeah, did. So. Got sort of squeezed out at the start, settled a long way back. It made, made up a lot of ground to run third behind, behind El Mahalo. Cold rail too. Yeah, so 53 kgs. Bo Benevic, Edwards gets a clear crack at him late. Might be able to knock off Miss Margot. I'm just going to tip Just Under. Yep, I've got those two a clear top two as well, BJ. So let's not do our ass in um, an 11.23 a.m. maiden that should be at a, a country track though, huh? Sounds like a plan, Guru. Race two. Yeah, this is the first division of the two-year-old plate, 1,200 metres. So it's the free entry to Belmont Park. Amazing nominations that we received for this juvenile race. Yeah, um, split it. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. This is the first division and uh, we see the return of Magic Millions second place getter, Surveillance. Question, what did you think of its trials? Blinkers off, first one. Blinkers on, second one. You know my theory that some two-year-olds don't come back. Has surveillance not come back? Well, the first leg of my preview was taking surveillance on trust because that's all I can really do. I didn't really like its trials. No, nah, trials of them. were trials. Second one was better with the with the shades on, but yeah. um, trials weren't good, were they? They weren't good, but following on from its first prep, second to Dom to shoot, Ran second to Gemma's son, Watch Me Dance, run third in the Magic Moons. Like it's got outstanding form around three of the better two-year-olds we've seen in WA this season. Have to trust Jimmy Taylor to have this horse right. I'm with you. I don't think it's trials were that great, um, but maybe it's just one of those horses who's uh, saved its best for race day, Terry. I just think if surveillance turns up, it should win, but I can see why people will be looking to to take him on, that's for sure. And when you look at the way that Snickerdoodle Dandy, one of your favourite horse names, that that's one, Terry. Very um, good, yeah. Snicker, very the way good. that it finished mm -hmm. off on debut, She's God to You was a good debut. Blow Me Out, Jay McNaught has got off. She's God to You, Blow Me Out. That's an interesting name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought it's I thought it's lead up Lark Hill trial was good. There's a couple of others that you could make a case for. Are you looking to get surveillance beat, Terry? Oh, dearie, mate, I've, you've lost me a Blow Me Out. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, 100%. I love trying to get these early two-year-olds beaten. Mm -hmm. I was hoping they went up quite short surveillance, looking at its previous runs. I was hoping it went up sort of artificially short because mm -hmm. of those two runs. It did go up five bucks, which Brad, I think, got uh, it got absolutely spot on. I marked it longer, but he had to mark it favourite. I yeah. completely understand that. Uh, I doubt I'll be having a bet here, but well, actually, let me rephrase that. I will be having a bet here, but Betfair will determine what I'm going to back. Narrowed it down to five horses. I've marked them all. And I think one of them will get to a price. I think I actually quite liked Miss Ivy League last start mm. against Rain of Fire to run a, a pretty big race. Had nothing on. But it was a really good run, nice kick. There's not much speed underneath Miss Ivy League here, which actually is quite interesting in, in a race of this nature. King Lucifer will want to try and lead, but whether Steve can kick that horse out of the gates and um, and, and and find the front, I, I do not know. Um, really like the runner, she's God to you, but it's been a long time since Darren Taylor has trained a winner. That was a huge, a huge debut run after a big yeah, trial yeah. as well. Yeah. And the trial was huge with Jade on. 
I think Jade had to ride for Brett Pope. Uh, Brett's giving her rides in um, enlisted races. And You don't um, think that's a lean thing? You think that's potentially, more Potentially. I've actually probably – they're the two I'm going to mark on top. Yeah. Um, she's got to you and blow me out. Uh, I want I want double figures to back either. Um, I loved – in the. it's very hard to tell. I hate the Lark Hill trials down that back straight, but it's very hard to tell. But Jade asked for an effort probably at the five four 500. Mm. Horse went past him and she's gone, oh, hang on, I'm going too well here. Tried to reef it again and then tried to get – and then she said, okay, now I'm reefing it too much. It was a – when she asked for that effort, the acceleration was super impressive, yeah. I felt. Yeah, I liked um, it too, yeah. It's, all, it's just very difficult to win on debut, so I'm going to want the price. But um, Marisha was great. First up run, gets back, we'll run on. Um, yeah, Miss Ivy League, Marisha, she's got to you. Blow me out and snicker, doodle, dandy. Very hard from 13, but um, yeah, if we get a big price for any of those late, none of the prices are there yet, I'll, I'll have a look, but just a watch for me at this stage, BJ. Mm. Yeah, look, again, I, I didn't – I tip surveillance – just trusting Jimmy Taylor to have this uh, this two-year-old ready to go on race day, but low confidence considering the two lead-up trials. So I can see why the guru is is looking to play around the current favourite. If Snickerdoodle, Snickerdoodle Danny is going to be last, but geez, it's um, its trials were good. It was an expensive yearling. It could be, there could be a three-wide line. Could be a three-wide line. Uh, interesting to note, Snickerdoodle Danny wore blinkers on debut. Didn't wear blinkers in either of its lead-up trials. It's that deep the trip. Not many two-year-olds can sit deep the trip and keep coming. So Yeah. Very impressive, but um, geez. Tough from thirteen. Tough from thirteen. And again, he did it with a he did it with Calaroo midweek yep. from a wide gate for the, with a young horse. So um, it isn't impossible. Welcome return to form for the Dan Morton yard. Mm. Yeah, I just thought thought Snickerdoodle Dandy looks like it's got a bit of class about it. Yeah, just back on that blinker thing. I'm pretty sure you need to be approved to wear blinkers as a two year old. So I don't know how they got that through. But regardless, it just looks like it's a nice. Nice size, nice moving filly. Blow Me Out is a half-sister to Electric Light, okay. Terry, from the uh, very high-class Adam Durant-trained sprinting mare, um, Electric Light. So there's actually some nicely bred two-year-olds in this race. Yeah, I can see where you're going with Miss Ivy League. They attacked in front the other day in Stretch, Rain of Fire. Uh, previous run was huge as well on that yep. cold rail. It was one of very few horses to actually box on on that cold yep. rail the previous day. Yeah, but I'll, I'm tipping surveillance on class alone, but I'm staying out from a betting point of view. Yep, I'm uh, at this stage staying out. I'll have a late spec. I'm happy to back a drifter on the exchange. Okay. Second leg of this uh, divided two-year-old race is the third on the card, 12.37 p.m. Old Mates Sports Bar and Eatery. That's where we were parked up last mm. Sunday, me and my mate, Brian K, BK. So over 1,200 metres. Yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting, interesting race. I'm quite keen on a first starter here, Mystery Man Terry. Did you see this horse's trials? I did, actually. And what did you I, think? Uh, well... I wrote down in my notes here, leave to BJ. I have minimal interest in having a bet uh, unless Mystery Man went up a price. That was basically my thought process. George Dupree, me, you, and George Dupree um, <laughs> has had, uh, I think, three, two or three first start winners in the last six months, and he doesn't have all that many runners. So I think he's a trainer you can trust with mm. horses without much race experience. Um, what are those horses, BJ? Mood Swings? Obviously, it's a very good horse. Uh, on that same day, something at 20 to 1 got up. Can't think of its name. And another one which didn't win on debut. But I Went super. The grey horse. Was it uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse it would have won yeah. if it drew a gate probably yeah. on debut. That was probably the difference. So mm. um, you can trust him, but – 
For barrier 10, too, it's difficult to win first up. The four, five, six bucks isn't enough for me. Um, big watch on Divine Beast. Really mm. like the trial. It went from Dion Luciani to Simon Miller. I presume Dion was just uh, breaking and educating the horse, and they probably had one run under his name, which was probably not a serious run. Um, but look for it to improve under Simon A. Miller. And interestingly, Chris Parnham has opted for Wonder Kid over Queen Brown. So mm. an interesting one there, but uh, not a race. I'll be playing. BJ. Just jumped on to Riser now and Queen Brown is out. So, right. uh, so that might explain that. So that solves that little riding booking issue there. So Chris Parnham is um, riding Wonderkind for his father and Queen Brown has been scratched. So for me, I, um, I've been really quite taken with Mystery Man's both its lead up trials. Looks like it's got plenty of talent. It actually comes from a really nice family on the dam side, family, actual Peter's Investments uh, family. Uh, so that lots of class through the pedigree. Has sat back and really worked home nicely in both his trial outings so far. Very few are riding better than Jordan Turner at the moment, Guru. Concur. Why is Neon? We'll get to it later. Yeah. You've been sacked off in a rodeo. Did you notice that? I did notice that. That was in my notes. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. His strike rate is excellent. He's really maturing as a rider. Um, confidence is high. He's doing. He's just doing a lot, a lot right at the moment. Jordy Turner, which is which is great. He is one of the riders that is really improving and starting to to get a really good grasp on the uh, on the craft. And yeah, look, he's. He's only a young guy, but he's he's done a lot of riding. He's been in Victoria. He's back in Perth. He's just – he's sort of wheels were spinning there for a while, but he's really hitting his straps at the moment. So, yeah, I like this horse, Mystery Man, on debut. I think with a reasonable run in transit, it can creep into the race on the turn and be ready to pounce on straightening. And um, I reckon uh, Geordie Turner will, will just guide this thing to victory, Terry. Oh, um, big call on a uh, first starter from Barrier 10. Yeah. Trials were okay. They weren't super. Yeah. That's a big call, but I like it. Well, I mean, Queen Brown for me was probably – one of the biggest dangers it's out there's something about the way this horse is this horse moved in its trials are really really impressed and i yeah, i can make cases for other horses such as um, divine beast as you said and holy oak and WonderCon, but i don't actually think this is this is that strong no, um, no it doesn't look too strong either no i like i mean astro warrior bumper humper there's yeah you could you could talk about half the horses in this field mm -hmm. I, just uh, to me it's just we don't have any idea no it's that simple if, if you like the way something moves in the trial that you have that, that's that's as good a lead as you're possibly going to get in races nature yeah yeah so on debut mystery man i, I think it'll win the Hopefully it gets out. It's 360 on the local at the moment, which is a bit thin. So maybe that might have been an adjustment post Queen Brown scratching. Mm -hmm. So perhaps that's a bit of an artificial price at the moment, but I'll be looking for closer to $455. That would be my sort of hitting range, Terry. Okay. I'm staying out. All right. Race four. Here we go. It's the Amelia Park handicap over 1,400 metres. Showmanship. Before we get to showmanship, just want to discuss a placement issue. I uh, I might have already mentioned this to you, but uh, I just want to oh, yeah. verbalise it publicly. So Fry's gift yesterday um, was nommed with Aussie Galadion, Aussie, 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 and um, <laughs> it was scratched in an extremely winnable race on a wet track, and this is this horse is a genuine winner, um, to be saved to race against showmanship. Seven points, uh, it's a 71 Raider and a 78 plus, so seven points out of its 
handicap effectively. Um, yeah, it's, again, to race against showmanship in a race that won't lead because Wrinkley's in, or it could lead maybe, Wrinkley could land the death, but on a dry track. How do you possibly make that decision that this is a more suitable race than the one um, yesterday? And the way that one short went forward and kicked on and the way that race was run, mm. it, it was definitely not impossible to win. In fact, it just about probably wins that race. Yeah, I mean, Beat three. the Bell grabbed it last start. Yeah. Beat the Bell came out, ran a cracker last week, and that was on a cold rail. Like All you tell Aussie to do is jump the horse and just keep it off the rail, get to the centre of the track in the straight. Matt, just complete and utter madness. Yeah. Like some of the some of this, like they the winner the winners for the Brian Rogers, yeah, they, they don't get me wrong, he, he trains a few winners here and there, but they're not free flowing. You well, can't be giving up opportunities like that for a race. This what, is what simply price, this will be hundred to one what on price Saturday. Would it have been yesterday. Uh, it was actually 11, 10, 11 yeah. to one, I think, but I, I marked it and another punter who doesn't mind a bit of a bet had marked it considerably shorter. Yeah. Um, I hadn't had anything on at that stage. But it's, a, it's a genuine 101 pop on Saturday. It is, yeah. 100% so it is, the, yeah. the yep. decision is mind-boggling. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In, in saying that, yeah. it's it's not impossible at the weight to run a, a cheeky race from barrier one. I'm yeah. not saying that, but mind-boggling. I don't get it. Well, um, what was the more winnable race? Yeah, yeah, what was, yeah, just. Um, and even if it, even like say showmanship, They've yes. scratched at the gates, right? Yeah. Right. And they win this, they get 12 points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they've cost themselves three wins to the price of one. Don't get it anyway. Negativity never got us anywhere. That's uh, that's what that's what we learned while we were away, BJ. We're really going to come back positive and just going to really embrace the uh, really embrace everything. So was that, Showmanship was that the main main learning? Was it? Yeah, it was. I had more positive positive frame of mind. Uh, exactly right. That's that was the um, that was the overwhelming uh, feeling. Oh, Showmanship. Right. I marked it a dollar ten. Brad went up a dollar twenty-four this morning. If I was a little thin old punter, I would have taken that. But um, I'm not. This will win again unless something goes horribly wrong. I do like the fact we might see an interesting race with Wrinkley Fries Gift Abdicator with yep. Lacta Rail Ramoli on board. Um, so we might see a bit of pace in it, and it might stretch showmanship. But that may just mean that um, showmanship wins by, wins by further, further. <laughs> yeah. potentially. Easy one for me. Showmanship. I'm not going to look at a place bet because. Um, yeah, nothing stands out for a second. If you take showmanship out, it's actually mm. quite a good race. It's a, crack, it's a real shame. Wrinkly, Abdicator, yeah. even a little bit of Gangbuster perhaps, but then you've got Mankind who's flying, not to be missed second up. So, yeah, like it's it would be quite a, uh, quite a good tussle. But showmanship just looks like he could be anything, this mm -hmm. horse. Jeez, Bob's got some weapons and this this fellow's like right at the top of the tree yeah like i think he's got to relish this tempo too the abdicator mm -hmm. wrinkly tempo 54 and a half do they continue just to pick the eyes out of the program peter's investment um, i talk about placement and yeah. it's not hard bob he's just very good at, at placing them and they, why not pick up your your six or seven checks on your way through then try and go i just don't get it. there's a horse later on for paul tapper called uber mover i was mm. going to make it a horse to follow yeah it was good it's a c1 one, and so was its previous yeah. run it's a c1 horse what are you doing mm. why, why are you going he, paul hasn't won a race in in 10 no you probably need a calm down a little bit here. Positivity, positivity. <laughs> but I just don't understand it. I mean, you can find the nice little C1. The best part is we'd get a price about yeah. that, a nice little C1 on a Thursday. So I'm probably thinking as a punter here, what are you doing chucking it out in this type of race? But uh, placement, Bob, good at it. It's simple stuff though. It's not hard. It's really simplistic stuff. Yeah. So showmanship just wins again. The only other thing I'd like to mention is Rail Ramoli Lucky Lacta. Mm. Last Saturday. Rail Ramoli. He had two rides for this reason why, and Pike chose 
I'm guessing, chose to ride the other. So Lucky lacked Could a, have been weights, but I reckon it would have Lucky been was on choice. the second stringer, right? Yep. Beat he's, him home. He beat him home twice. Better jockey. Lucky, that's all, that's all it lucky you, two, it? wizard, naught. Yeah, he's a better jockey. That's all you can come up with. Yeah. There's no other conclusion to draw, BJ. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you, I noticed that you, you were very impressed with the way that he rode the rail on uh, He's a passionate second. rail rider. That's I'm not even joking. He is the second best rail rider passionate in Perth. He really gets into it. Other jockey, you need to. I think when the rail... There's something unquantifiable about horses picking up on rails. You need a strong jockey. Horses naturally won't do it on their own steam. You need a jockey to really wake them up and get them through that rail. So not the the, the English style or the the, the Matthew Ortier type style. He was not a bad rails rider. He did prefer being 12 deep, but mm. he wasn't a bad um, rails rider in his day because he's a nice, strong, aggressive jockey in the saddle. You see- Flamboyant. The, flamboyant. That's the word I'm after. Flamboyant. <laughs> yes. Showmanship. Anyway. The showmanship show rolls on. Yeah, this, horse, this horse could be anything, Pundas. That that's pretty obvious, isn't it? The way that he's been going. So, the Cerise White Vortex is spinning, and showmanship should be winning. Mm-hmm. Um, Not to be missed second for me, comfortably as well. Mankind? No. There's a big, big weight swing because of the Rash. ratings, and Jade loses her claim, so it makes that swing more pronounced. Okay, I'll, um, I'll race home for a can of coke. How's done. That? Locked right. in. All right. Uh, pancakes, actually. Pan- yeah, <laughs> my with, with, with pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Quick shout out to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel, who are very keen to get the WA Racing Mastermind competition rebooted as of next week. So, all you WA Racing history buffs. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be uh, pumping out some questions for you guys to answer to be in the running to win a gift voucher to be used up at the Mundaring Hotel. Now, they have been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. The Mundaring is getting back into the swing of things as government restrictions continue to be eased. Log on to their website or Facebook page for more information on their current COVID-regulated setup. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Feed, flutter, froffies up at the Mundaring. And just another reminder, WA Racing Mastermind Competition will be back on the next week's edition of the 1-1. Ooh, looking forward to it. All Race right. five. Devil's Lair Handicap, mm. Special Conditions, Graduation. I sort of was swanning around. There's, there's a, what were you doing? There's a bunch of- What were you doing? Swanning. Swanning, okay. There's a bunch of three-year-olds in this race who mm. sort of shuffled their way to the top of my- Those can't see BJ right now. He's actually swanning around the uh, microphone <laughs> as well, and he's gesticulating a fair bit at the moment. <laughs> sorry, I haven't listened to a word you said. Start again, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> the, three, um, the point is, is that- the three-year-olds who have consistently um, outpointed the older horses in the second half of this racing season, they look like to have have the older horses covered again, namely Levitate. Uh, he's, he stands out as a horse to be. He's coming through some absolutely cracking mm. three-year-old sprint races, taking on some very highly regarded youngsters. Levitate should should roll forward with Chloe over as a party. Speed in this? Minimal. Very minimal. Finds a rail, unless- Budley lad. Uber mover. Budley lad's drawn outside. Yeah. And doesn't go all, I think fresh, Budley lad takes a while to, will will take a while to wind up into it. I have no issue with Budley lad not crossing 
Levitate. At worst, Levitate. You'd think Braze is outside Urban yeah. Mover, but yeah. I think Urban Mover will be a better horse with a sit, but I wouldn't really – the fact that it's, running, you, the fact it's running in this race, I wouldn't really be uh, trying <laughs> to guess their tactics. To be honest, you know? yeah. So, so yeah, like he's he's coming through some really really good races. Levitate. I tend to think he's more of a chaser, but uh, I can still see him landing in front in this race and being being too good. The other three odds that I have a lot of time for is. So War, I thought his first up Northern run was really good, perhaps the best run of the day. He'll be getting back and working home. Might be looking for a mile this prep, but I reckon he can run a bottler at- uh, A bottler? Yeah, a bottler. And obviously, Montalina and Tiffa Spoken are the other three-year-olds that are gonna um, have their share of admirers. Is the jury out on Montalina a bit at the moment, Guru? The jury has to be out. Yeah. But um, I think you can forgive first up. And I think later in the day, that rail was probably a little bit, probably not the best spot to be. Had the 61 first up at the, was it 1300? It's almost Bernard? like Tiffa spoken just out, like the momentum sort of just carried her. Yeah. Carried him well, past. Forgetting all track patterns, you've got to say the, the seas parted for Pikey and Montalina mm. there. But 61 on a slightly rain affected track where you haven't had a run over the 1300 for a few months. I don't know. It's a bit of a difficult situation. Big weight drop here. Pikey sticks with the Cerise and White, but I'm firmly out of the Cerise and White bubble. I don't think Truly Great is one of Bob's Ferraris, and the fact they've got it first up at the 1,400 metres is a suggestion of that often as well. Um, happy to – I've got Truly Great 13 to 1, so the $5 or – so what's truly great at the moment, BJ, around that $5 mark? It's a, that's a bit of a knock for me. That's truly, a bit of a, yeah, truly great, $5.50, $6. That's, a, that's yeah. a bit of a knock on the door for me. But um, no, really happy to narrow this down to two. Didn't think I'd get the price to play the pair. But um, I'm expecting big, mark my words, it'll be big Montalina money. The five fifty, whatever at the moment is just an absolute. Uh, that will be the best price you will see for Montalina. Um, I I had Levitate just on top. I think I marked them two fifty. Montalina a tick over three bucks. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, no brainer bets. So it's um at around the two eighty Levitate to the five fifty Montalina. Back them both, and I'm thinking I'm probably. With the current prices and how I like to play it, I'm probably going to go same mistake on both, making Montalina a far better result okay. of the pair. Um, but, geez, it does look a really nice map for Levitate. I just think that Montalina might have that little bit more in it. Tiff has spoken the uh, fly in the ointment horse mm. who gets a nice map on him. I don't know if so was up to these. I don't think up to those two top good ones. Mm. I'm just not... Certain, especially from nine, it's gonna have to out sprint Montalina. I don't know, but as you said, jury's still out, Montalina. So mm. we'll, we'll learn a lot more about um, her on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. Levitates uh, got beaten a lip by Aberdeen Queen, it's got beaten a lip by Indian Pacific, and then uh, ran into two pretty good fillies in Bright Diamond yeah. and Puckapunyal last Saturday, and then there was a massive gap. Back to fourth, I think it was only beaten a half length on the line. Got class, positivity from the high draws, their only option. If it finds the rail in front, it could could be. Lights could, out. Yeah, it could be. This um, is one of those races I was talking about earlier. So, I mean, as I said, I've got Levitate on top and clearly on top. I think yeah. Levitate should be winning. I'll, I'll just be monitoring the track at this stage of proceedings. If there's any form of bias in the first four races to those racing on speed, it'll become a very uh, heavy levitate play um and if it does look like horses um with cover are suited i'll be making my bigger result montalina bj so um really really happy that those two have gone up backable prices and um a definite lean to levitate but won't be losing montalina yeah i was around three dollars levitate were you shorter than that did you 250 say 280? levitate and just over three to one 
Mm. Um, Montalina. Part of me, I mean, I, I just said I'd probably equal state the pair, but I think you, you've got to make that decision um, later. The problem is with Montalina, you might need to take the price early. That's mm. the issue because it might not last. There was big money for Levitate last Saturday against mm -hmm. uh, those two fillies that I spoke about yes, um, previously. So, um, yeah, he's he's always pretty well found in the market, Levitate. So I see that he opened 310 locally, courtesy of Brad McManus. So interesting to see how that market changes or evolves close mm -hmm. to the start time. But for me, clear on top, Levitate. I think he'll roll forward. It's going to take a fair horse to get past him, I'd say. Yeah, truly great. We'll get the absolute wobbles in that market. I think we'll get the collie wobbles. Mm. Might do a bit of a bit steel side bottom out the front door, I reckon. A bit of a <laughs> mirror, great. mirror moon type situation. It might do, yes. It might. All right, race six. The C-Corp handicap over the 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds, uh, the 62-plus. This is a um, really intriguing race where I think the conditions and the and the speed map are, are probably the most noteworthy and probably the, the things we need to discuss, BJ, is um, first of all, who's going to be suited? Because a lot of these, I'm mainly saying Boomtastic and Mood Swings and She's Enchanted, 1,200 to 1,000. And who's going to be suited by the map and how will the map eventuate, BJ? I'm quite keen on one, but I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Okay, so Mitchell Pateman going on to Mia Dolce, for me, suggests that they'll be uh, Shades off. Shades off? Shades off. Yeah, right. Okay, interesting. I, I just... I actually don't. I'm really confused about yeah. what they're going to do with old Mia D. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd have much choice with her, really. Um, but We've Got Dreams is a very, very fast beginner. Chloe has a party, gets them out of the machine, good. Mia Dolce shades off. We've Got Dreams probably has the jets early to cross and rail in front. If, if she does, if it Mitch changes. If desperate, he can probably hold it. Yeah. But Maybe they're not going to be desperate because yeah. they've been they've been leading and failing. So maybe that's when you think. But right, and let's, leading, let's mix leading it up. tentatively though, not like yeah, yeah, not like she school. used to. Yeah. You know, um, it's. I just think there's only really one way with her, Mia mm -hmm. uh, Dolce. So maybe they, maybe this is the opportunity to learn with a bit of speed in this race. Let something else lead. Take a sit. Doesn't work like mm -hmm. they did with Zebel. Perhaps just just try it once, learn, and then um, move on. Yeah. So not that I'm saying that's the right option. But. There's big changes here if. Mia Dolce holds up compared to whether we've got dreams, crosses, mm -hmm. and leads. It's a real significant part of the puzzle here. My initial thoughts is that Mia Dolce would lead. We've got dreams outside Mia Dolce. She's enchanted three wide, no cover. Where's Boomtastic? Tracking, she's enchanted. Three wide, no cover? Three wide yeah. cover. Okay. The other option is I don't think she's enchanted jumps that well, but I reckon they'll be pretty keen to go yeah. forward after what happened last. I think they're probably going one too many, she's enchanted, unless she didn't get the 1,200. I think it was a good time to turn her out personally. But if they do kick up me a dog chain, we've got dreams in there. Scooting along. Boomtastic's a super beginner. Yeah. And I think that Boomtastic can then potentially slot in like uh, they did two starts ago yeah. when Pike was riding. But I have Boomtastic breezing. We've got Dreams crossing me, Adolcho. Blinkers off. Just to me, it says, suggests they're going to be happy taking a sip. And I think Boomtastic will breeze, Okay, to be honest. I think going back to the thousand, it's got to be the most suited. Uh, Mood Swings is a super horse. I, I was... I know he tipped Bright Diamond and I was pretty keen Bright Diamonds two weeks ago, but I was a little bit dirty at myself because I'd marked Mood Swings a clear... Uh, second favourite. It was double the price I'd marked. It didn't have a cent on. It was one of those ones where I was a um, dirty, dirty guru, dirty guru. Very, uh, very disappointed in myself. Jeez, I hate the word guru. I sound like an absolute wanker. Um, but look, I, I, Boomtastic for me is easily the bet here. Easily, easily, easily the bet here. Breezing, I worry that Amelia's on fire. 
might grab Boomtastic's back and Boomtastic could be a sitting duck late. I'd far prefer cover. Don't know exactly how the map will eventuate. We can speculate all we want in a few different ways, but I just think Boomtastic, Pike's two for two on the horse. I think last start, Pike held Boomtastic in with um, Bright Diamond, I think. And Chloe, while there's nothing in the stewards report, I don't think Chloe ever really got the room required to accelerate like she probably wanted to. Got, got sort of jammed up behind yeah, me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I might be better off leading, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex exactly right. It was, a, it was a difficult ride in that mm. sense from Chloe. I think we sort of discussed that might, might end up eventuating being on the back of probably the first horse beaten, which is always going to be likely. Yeah. So let's view the wide barrier here as a positive. And um, look, I've marked Boomtastic just because I couldn't find anything else in the market. I've marked Boomtastic $2.40. So it's gone up four forty, and um, yeah, at that price, it's a... It's a Harry Hopping for me, BJ. Mm. Where have you gone? I'm leaning towards mood swings. Yeah. Howie, three wide line cover. Just following Pike. Yeah. Just following Pike. I'm going for George Dupre, Jordan Turner. Double. Double. Mm. Fill your boots, punters. <laughs> so, really like mood swings. Obviously, we spoke about him um, when, before he won saying that he was uh, he was the biggest danger to Bright Diamond and he did a few things wrong, ended up outside leader, tempo did suit, Bright Diamond got strung up Still a bit, good. launched, but the win was good. I just think back to the 1,000 with Pike and Boomtastic, the hardest to beat drawn directly inside them. Geordie Turner is switched on enough to try and track Boomtastic everywhere it goes and I think – Mood Swings has the engine to track, stalk, peel, and maybe just get over the top of Boomtastic late. They're the two, aren't they? They're the two. To me, they really yeah. look like the two. And oh, unless really Amelia's on fire, turns yes, it on, but yes, I, I yes. can't catch Amelia's on fire. I don't know about you, Terry. I, uh, she's she's eluded me th throughout soft her trial. Career. Yeah, it was a nice soft trial, and yeah. uh, first up last campaign was a really nice run when settling in an unfamiliar position went poorly. Second up in that famous Condor Heroes race <laughs> where um. <laughs> We won't even discuss that one infamous. again. But it's infamous. infamous. Look, I always am wary. A bit of an old rule of mine um, is that when a younger horse has an off campaign, I always just want to see that horse perform again before we jump back in. If the price was there, I'd, I'd consider it. It's all mm. about prices for me. As you know, I think I marked. I actually marked Millions on Fire second, equal second favorite with Mood yep. Swings because the map really worried me here with with Mood Swings. But yeah, boomtastic for me. I think he'll breeze. That's my concern yeah. though. I think she'll breeze, and that could leave her a sitting duck if your map eventuates. Very much so, but. Um, the price is there to have a bet. Okay, good. So I'm with Mood Swings, narrowly over Boomtastic. Uh, not a bad little race this with horses like Wine Night. It's got mm. some plenty of upside, hasn't it? I put put a spell on you as a horse to follow. This isn't her race. I'm no. surprised they came back to the 1,000. Would love to see her maybe taking on the older horses in a graduation up in trip, maybe a 12, 13, 1,400 metres moving forward. Follow, put a spell on you, not – on Saturday, though, that's not her race. But for me, mood swings, George Dupre, Geordie Turner, get on. You're in the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> sure I am. Race the, seven. Uh, now, first this, leg? This is the first leg. It is the first leg of the uh, the the quadrilla, the Kieran Megumi handicap. Uh, 66 plus over the 1,200 metres. And we see another boom three-year-old taking on the older horses. BJ, can you get Indian Pacific beaten here? Well, I know if Pete McCormick was here, he'd be declaring it. He'd be just chips mm. in, chips in Indian Pacific, and rightly so. It's tasted defeat once it in was five third, starts. Third up last campaign when it popped. And this is third up here. Third up, yep. I can get a beat. 
on paper anyway. Yeah. Um, I got it beat on paper, so that I don't think that's going to. Uh, I actually thought I got it beat last start with Levitate. I'm convinced I got it beat, but oh, it was geez. before. He was beaten before and after the post, yeah, but right still, on the line, he was still in front. Yeah. So, Indian Pacific, really, really good sprinting three-year-old, really good. Neville Parnham's got a cracker here. Chris Parnham goes on for the first time. Is that right? Replaced yeah, Brad's been Brad, in got, who's has appendicitis, I believe. Oh, no. He's probably going to cross and lead. The thing that's different, Bo Benavik Edwards on Maginica comes across from nine and just applies a bit of a blowtorch to Indian Pacific. Uh, what do you think? I think this might work. Do you know how you often discuss that, um, that horse rolling forward and making you go that little bit quicker can Is suit? a better result. I yeah. think it may be because Maginica is 1,600 to 1,400, back to 1,200. I think back at this journey, I don't know if Maginica is going to go quick enough to worry Indian Pacific. I, I just thought that Indian Pacific's got away with a bit in front, its last two, mm-hmm. has enjoyed relatively soft leads on both occasions. Tempo and the pressure is going to be slightly different uh, for me. Roadblocks. Maginica on board, potentially. Double bubble in, on, in, on the dry as well. Um, Tim Mambo likes to be cruising three deep, working forward. Probably won't be with Jade, but he no. likes, likes to be ridden that sort of way. Arafura will probably try and pop forward, but again, don't think Arafura has a speed to, to worry them out yeah. and in front. So on paper, I'm, look, I'm looking towards Long Beach mm. to knock off Indian Pacific. Was well, a bit of a whatever happened to from you a few weeks ago, Terry? They just appear once we mention them. And then he stepped out in a, a back straight trial at Lark Hill. Good time was there, worked to the line nicely. First up, second up, last prep was super impressive. This I am invincible, Cerise and White uh, three-year-old. It's got actually got gate speed, so I think he won't be last on Long Beach. Interesting you say that, BJ. Mm. So this is how I I I must I am very strong in the you're gonna Pacific. Jam, you're going to jam Long Beach into the one one. I'm not going to. No, I can't <laughs> jam into. Unfortunately, I can't jam into the one one. But I wanted to look at this map. So if you order it in barrier order from one to eleven, and then you go look upwards from Long Beach has got eleven. So barrier ten, double bubble forward. Barrier nine, Maginica forward. Barrier eight, Arafira forward. Mm. So straight away, three horses are going to be going forward. That's a nice little, you can whack him behind. Barrier seven, Thard can't get out the gates. Yeah, out the so Thard's out the back. So mm. boom. In my mind, Long Beach is basically jumping from seven, yep. not from 11, if that makes sense. There should be enough happening up front, enough for Pike to get in behind and work in behind. And um, this is probably the greatest example of a race where um, – I do think Indian Pacific, I do think the 275 is a, a great price um, and whatever it went up this morning was a nice price for me. Something close to three bucks was an easy bet for a horse. I'd marked a flat even money. Um, but in saying that, so this is one of those races I was talking about uh, in the preamble, BJ. If they, if the rail is cold or if they're not kicking on, the horses need cover on the day for whatever reason, mm-hmm. certain set of circumstances eventuate, yeah, I would very much consider changing how you play this race. Long Beach is a super horse. I can see Long Beach landing sixth, seventh. Doesn't have to be back last, even though drawn car park. Um, how often does he do it, though? Like, yeah, exactly right. We saw it on. We, we all, I mean, a lot of us were taking on Western Rhythm yesterday and he gets Western Rhythm from an awkward gate basically onto the back of Jono, mm-hmm. um, which didn't give him the card up he wanted, but it ended up just eventuating perfectly. But it just, just moved out the way for him. Yeah, exactly right. It happens time after the time. And yeah. this one is one you can actually see on paper how it's going to happen. Yeah. But look, to be honest, in the Pacific, it, it's going to be out in front. This is arguably easier than what he beat last start and he's down half a kilo. Mm. 
So, look, if you're getting more than double your money like we are with Indian Pacific, it's, it's a bet for me at this stage. And if the track squares up and looks a bit funnier and off pace in the day, then I'll probably have something on Long Beach too. But um, can't look any further. Love Sir Man as a horse. Yeah. But um, I, just think, I just think these two might How have something on How big was that run? Again, yeah. the other day. Yeah, we're going to continue to say that, though. That's, that's yeah, what he's yeah, going to do. Yeah, he might be one of those gonna, Yeah, he's going to keep putting in those type of runs. But Pike, uh, yeah, it's you, you, you always like to have something on um, a Peter's investments youngster coming through the grades in a 66-plus when it's a 66-rater, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But just in this situation, they might be running into one that's too good from the front. Yeah, yeah, look, everything that Terry said rings true. He's going to have – Field position advantage is a pretty classy horse, Indian Pacific, as we've discussed already. For me, I just feel as though the, the tempo and the uh, conditions will be, I, I guess, a different puzzle for Indian Pacific to encounter. If the pressure is on via the horses that Terry said will are capable of working for to create that sort of tempo, I just feel as though Long Beach with Pike on board can stalk its way into the race, be within striking distance on straightening, and it's got some real closing speed, this fellow. Is it enough to get over the top of Indian Pacific? We'll wait and see. What I looked at that as well. So last campaign, Long Beach got over the top. It's the the win that I probably would look at, which is probably going to have to be similar, would yeah. be the win over Lipstick Flickers. Yeah. But I think Indian Pacific's a far superior horse to Lipstick Flickers. So okay. That's sort of a line I drew through it, but it's it's luck and run. It's how it's how it's how well Pike rides it, and uh, also with Chris Parnham, how how big a kick he doesn't want to be going to. Um, he yeah, doesn't that, want to be. That's the other thing. Chris Parnham's first look. On. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's always a, yeah. that's always a minor concern. But yeah, um, yeah. lean to any in Pacific. Let's wait for the day. Not a race I'm going to get too heavily involved in. Moving on, race eight, the listed Aquanita Stakes for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings set weights two thousand meters. Bit of a thin old edition this year, and mm, it's a thin old edition most years, isn't it? Oh, just it went through some of the winners. That this is in this time is, they might look good. That's the thing, though. In time, in time, perhaps. Mm. We, yeah. So uh, it's interesting that the favourite is a horse that's come from maiden class one, class three, and all of a sudden it's lobbed and it's it's uh, William Pike, Lindsay Smith, and it's opened up favourites dominating the market. Uncle Dick. One thing I wanted to ask you: do you, do you think Dick's a little bit short? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dick is a little bit short, a little bit thin as well, isn't he? So, oh, hang, on, um, let's, hang on, let's have a pause for a minute. <laughs> Ross, what are we talking? No, I was only joking. No, I was only joking. Keep it going. Um, yes, no, Dick is. Uh, how many more Dick jokes are until we kick over this properly? All right, that's it. Um, we got a bit carried away with Blow Me Out yeah. earlier. Yeah, so. we did. Yeah, Uncle, yeah, that's probably. I might have saying on the double actually, mm. Uncle Dick in to Blow Me Out. <laughs> All right, let's call him Richard. Uncle Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Richard, I do. Uh, I, I liked the runs of Uncle Richard. Debut beat nothing, but um, did beat nothing in real style. Mm. Second up, uh, I was on second up. Um, we got a fair price. Surprisingly, it was a it was a it was a funny old one. It was because irritable Rodney was on the track, but That's that was right. a day where the. Uh, the off rail was playing best as well. Last it was sort of last horse standing. Then came out. Um, Came out a week ago, nine days ago, when running uh, second to Rock and Ruler. I, I don't know. I, I can't see how Uncle Dick's two dollars eighty in a in a listed race. I, I think, especially from the stable, he's got he's got the most scope to be a nice stayer and everything. But he's going to have to he's going to be dead last in the run again. He's his hardest test to date, and he's right racing at the two thousand for the first time. There's no way in the world he's a two dollar eighty chance, is there, BJ? What about if we just Take the name Aquanita Stakes off the race. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And just just make it the the one one WA racing 
podcast handicap. We got that in the budget. rather, because we got that in the budget. So, like, scrap the fact that it's a listed, like, uh, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, sometimes we look at things, go, oh, hang on, this is a seventy-eight plus. I don't think this shorts is any better than a sixty. So, well, so hang on, there's no actual. I know, I know exactly what you mean by that. This is, uh, I think, because he messaged me yesterday and yep. said he haven't, I haven't done the market for the glorified class three yet. Yeah, because Tin Snips is the highest rated horse, seventy-four, but it hasn't two year old the year. Yeah, champion two year old. Mm, um, questionable. <laughs> hasn't hasn't got warm since. So then you've got that's funny as who's won a. Graduation, I think, on a Saturday Ascot. No apology. Had done nothing really until it won a graduation last What did you Saturday. think about it? Did you think that was a um, – what's the terminology? What did you think about the big money for no apology? Again, I've, I've seen this in retrospect. The big money for no apology and then leading for the first time in its career um, and they've gone 15 lengths below. Well, I just think it was just that sort of race. I, I had played the fifth leading mm-hmm. but reluctant leader and it was coming across – there was just – there was no – I think he just landed there. There was yeah. no, there was no leader in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, if the money's on and you're, uh, you can take advantage of that situation and nothing's going to put any pressure on you, then you got to take that. But I can see why some people amongst us are frustrated, I suppose, with the way that <laughs> race panned out. But yeah, you're right. It was, uh, it was a gift. It's funny. I've been, I've been following. No apology. All prep actually, and decided to eject last Saturday. So mm. uh, the the Stephen Miller yard and the very sharp operators that are in the ownership were a bit too clever for yours truly, Terry. Got the chockies. Got the chockies. But yeah. So my point is, is, is it's just a three it's a race. race. It's just a race. Just a race. I'm which sorry. is why I can see why Uncle Dick, why the market has framed itself the way it has, and why I think Uncle Dick's probably going to win. You do? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think the market's a little bit of a cock-up for uh, Uncle Dick, to yep. be honest with you, BJ. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying there. I just can't justify the $2.80 for a horse that's going to be dead last. And I, all I thought, it hit, he hit the line nicely last start and stretched out well, as you like to say. He stretched mm. out really nicely. Um, he, I think he's going to have to elevate to a to another level again i think we can only speculate in in regards to who's going to stay the trip i mean we learned nothing from no apology a a week ago in such a slowly run race over the mile eurasia i think might be a sprinter i'm not convinced eurasia it was a nice run over the mile last campaign so but again i'm I'm not certain. Eurasia from Barrier One. I like the Pontiff going back mm. on. I think that's a that's a big positive. Maricino. I don't know if any of these are a couple of mass stayers, but they're lower class stayers like yeah, Arrowswifts and Marxians. But look, for me, it was a pretty easy selection. I think are you I, on Fura? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah I am on Fura. Yeah, yeah. I, I found it impossible to to really look elsewhere. Would have loved a little bit of um, sting out of the ground. That's that's definitely the the turnoff for mm. me. But um, Fura's run some really good races in the dry too. I think. The wet track form might just be somewhat coincidental. Definitely a better horse in the wet, but not a horror show in the dry. I think Chris Parnham lands in the one-one. What, um, what about the impressive racing dual nomination setup? This is part of their game plan. There, how have you got this? Marxian leading. Marxian that's leads. funny as yeah. Breeze, uh, Arrow Swift leaders back, and Fura one-one or yeah. something, something like that. Obviously. It never works out exactly to plan, but something of that nature to me makes sense. Fury was huge. First up, beat Jake Star by four on a dry track with a sit with big weight too. That's the thing I want to look at here. Fury carries the big weight. So while he is the second best weighted horse in this race behind two-year-old the year, Tin snip. Um, I think that's that's a really integral part to look at. Then he was he was good behind resort man, um, beating two point eight lengths. Uh, it was just it was just they were just better than him yeah. that day. He then came out, set a cracking tempo 
uh, in the WA Day Cup at Northern. That was a really big effort to go at that tilt with the 61 and still hold on. Uh, really paddled the last 50, but he had to paddle the last 50 the way he went. Um, then last start, he's beaten nine lengths, Paris and George. He was great. Huge. That was huge. Huge. He was four. Kyra, I mean, Kira Yule. Kyra. I, I, I recorrected myself. <laughs> Kira was on an absolute hiding to nothing with that ride. Like it's a horse you'd prefer to have closer to the speed. It was just I think a, they went 10 lengths above benchmark. They, oh, they went absolutely mad. Crazy. And on the turn, he was traveling so nicely. Still, he had to. I mean, the the the, uh, the balloon had to burst. The bubble had to be pricked. And that's but, exactly but don't what forget, happened. Don't forget that nine lengths. It was five lengths back to third, third yeah, which exactly was no right. apology. Yeah, exactly so, right. Yeah. And well, the one thing I like to look at when horses do the work loom up, and then when they're gone. I always like to just say to people, think about yourself running and when you've had enough and you had to go another couple hundred metres, but you're completely done, mm. you stop dead. You absolutely stop dead. And the margin of defeat can often be amplified mm. due to the fact you're completely and utterly gassed. So I wouldn't be um, too concerned about that. And BJ, I've got fear of favourite. I didn't actually, the market's already up for this, so I just did a sort of an indicative market order. And um, I basically just said fear around the $5 mark would probably get me involved. It was nine bucks at the time. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I was the same price as well, yeah. I think I wobbled that in a little bit, but um, yeah. Fear for me, not not bursting with confidence as we don't know who's going to run out the 2,000, mm. but um, easy bet. Yeah, I wasn't that keen on this race one bit actually uh, i was tossing up between fura and uncle dick might have got sucked into a bit of a lindsey smith factor following his uh winning treble mm -hmm. uh, at belmont yesterday what about the other relation what about cousin ivan cousin ivan yeah you got uh did you hear the race call they actually racing the same race didn't they those two Uncle Dick and Cousin, Cousin Ivan. Ivan. It's like a family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Actually, Cousin Ivan was good last time. No, I was actually serious. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, Cousin yeah. Ivan's come up. Um, well, I presume, as I said, I didn't mark the race. But, yeah, um, yeah I think Cousin Ivan wouldn't be the worst each-way investment yeah. at that near $20 mark. So, yeah, look, wrapping up, I tipped Uncle Dick narrowly ahead of Führer, but with flip of the coin type stuff. I think you're right with Paul Harvey going on to Eurasia. I think he's looked a bit one pace this prep. Maybe the 2000 with a bit of tempo likely from Marxian might suit him. Low draw as well. Uh, maybe a bit of a drier track as Terry has been talking about will help. But yeah, no confidence. I just think um, Uncle Dick looks like a horse with a bit of sense of timing. Stretching out to 2000, Lindsay Smith on fire. W Pike gets his first feel of him. Uh, Uncle Dick on top. Very good. All right. The feature race of the day, the uh, listed Belmont Oaks for the three-year-old fillies at the set weights over the 2,000 metres. I reckon this will be a race to divide opinions. Question, Terry. Do you yes. think any of the horses in the Aquanita would run top four in the Belmont Oaks? No. I don't think they would. No. No. So I wasn't ready for that. I had to think about it. No, definitely not. It's a bit no, of an, bit of an indictment not, no. on the uh, the males. The males, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I've always said it's a female world. So <laughs> I, uh, I, no, they wouldn't. They, they definitely wouldn't. They might nick fourth, perhaps, but there's Maybe, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a real, uh, this is a real standout lot. Even a couple of the outsiders, um, I would have loved to have seen. Well, I would love to have seen be a different gender if they were a male and in the other race, uh, they would have been a big chance so no um they wouldn't have bj but uh the market has this as the kc benefit i disagree mm. um i know i know at the weights obviously with the, with the conditions of how this is set up that it should be the kc benefit but um third up at the 2000 meters there has to be some queries 
I don't know. She was good last start. She was really good last start. But um, Canvas gave her a, a really big scare. And you have to, we have to tip our hat to Mr. Ryan over here, Bernard, uh, who you gave Canvas a really good push. And I think I gave you a push for giving it a push. And um, yeah, you were you weren't stiff. He, he, she had her chance, but she was uh, she was huge um, in defeat there. Uh, is that a fresh run? And it's hard to repeat. Second up, I think she could hold that rating, but yep. I tend to think it was KC that came back a peg last okay. start. So I reckon KC can elevate further. Third up, two thousand. Okay, but I think Canvas can hold her rating from the Belmont Guineas, but I'm anticipating KC to elevate third up, two thousand. Yeah. KC on top for you? KC's on top. However, I just love the addition of Sean Trey into mm. this race. It's such a good, such an intriguing variable into the mix because we've seen Canvas, we've seen Carajuni Aurora, we've seen them have, have a crack at, at KC and they haven't been able to knock her off her perch, so to speak. Sean Trey, four from four. Call her Sean Nichols. Yeah, she's, she was super impressive. I thought second up. Just sort of camped off him. Pikey had to come back a position to work his way to the middle of the straight. And the numbers that I saw between the four and the two, she basically went three lengths quicker than any other runner, which was standout figures for, for that part of the race. And then she let down and, and cruised to the line, ears pricked. Is, she's, um, is she a KC? Do you reckon no. she gets backed off the map here? I reckon, I reckon people are going to be wanting to- I reckon she starts near favourite. Whoa. Yeah, I reckon that they will okay. absolutely- They'll come from the cloud. She won't start favourite. KC's yeah. a seventy, but I reckon KC- will I reckon get KC, $2? Say, over $2, yeah. comfortably. You'll yeah. comfortably get over even money, KC. Um, I just think that they'll come I think the from, robots will be coming for Chantre. 100%. Lindy yeah. Smith, W. Pike. Uh, the softness with the victories. It's, mm. I mean, she's only won what she can win so far. Um, I'm not saying that's the way. I, 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 I'm, I'm indifferent. I got a slight lean to Sean Trayer, but again, do it. Fairly do indifferent. It. Do it. Um, I just think this is a um, profile of a horse that they're going to have a couple of bob on. Really does look like the two thousand. We ride up her, uh, up her uh, Ali McBeal. I think so. Mm. Um, yeah, there is one horse. So BJ. I wanted to quickly discuss at a at a bit of a at a bit of a price. Um, this is one of those ones. If the track's playing a little bit on pace, and if they are, it's shooting horses rolling along and making their own luck out in front. Do you know who I think isn't impossible to nick this if we have a little bit of um, a leader bias feel on the day? Ginger Fire, Trudenzia. Really? Yeah, I don't think Trudendi is impossible. Two starts back, beat nothing, but beat them soft as butter. Um, I threw up a nice number as well that day. Really, really soft as butter when leading. It's only led one other time this campaign. That wasn't really a race. They walked and kicked. won easily, but yeah. we're not going to look at that too in depth. The other three efforts, it's had to sit, and it hasn't suited Trudenza. She does, she's never looked super happy sitting. Gives me not the same, nowhere near the same feel, but it gives me the same sort of – a minor, a minor sort of the feels, uh, the Lonsdale lady, lady type of type of effort where you, you, you roll forward, you make your own luck. We can't look at her run last start. That was just a complete forget she it was, went it around. Was, it was the same race as Fury, yeah, wasn't was, it? Yeah, yeah. Completely she went around, yeah. Just completely and utterly forget that um, she even went to the racetrack that day. And look at her previous efforts. And um, if she was coming in to this race off the back of that five-length win, she'd be 11 to 1, not 30 to 1 here, BJ. So... I think she's value. I'm not. I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on here. But if you see any type of bias on the day and looking for a little specky each way investment, it's, it's Tridentia, um for me. Beja. Yeah, as we've spoken about, 
Sean Trey adds some real X factor to this race. Can she come from behind KC and knock her off? That would be something else at set weights. KC, probably the WA horse of the year, really. Absolute superstar. Philly, Sean Trey with Pike on is probably going to be coming from a pair, maybe two behind KC. So from four, Stevie Parnham can can have KC midfield at worst, I think. The question is we, we don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. You can We can speculate and have reasons to make any type of uh, outlandish statement. Of will. And I remember telling we're coming – Stepped up into a uh, was it an Aquanelle? I can't remember what race it was. Up to the staying trip, we were all declaring it coming from those midweek victories up against the sort of the more proven winners, and and Telemark didn't match up. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you put KC in Chantreau's position in its last couple, and KC wins just as well. Has anything come from behind KC and got past her? Ever? Oh, no, no, I would I wouldn't have thought so. No. Tuscan Queen made of that day. I think Tuscan Queen might have had her back because um, when she beat Tuscan Queen, she had Tuscan Queen's back. Yeah, and I think. It was the other way around, potentially. Don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. though. But she should have won the WA Guineas um, when War Saint walked him. That mm-hmm. was just something else. And Stevie wanted what to a good wrangle Ben yeah. Patterson's neck for chopping him out on Montalina. He, did. he wanted to stomp He ben did. He was, an, he was an, angry, an angry Steve. We didn't, uh, we didn't like that. But so, only before we move on, we've spent yeah. too long on this stretch. One thing I want to quickly discuss is Caradunia Aurora. Watch, I just, anyone that hasn't seen it and you want to see how much Pike cares and he doesn't just ride the Peters horses or whatnot, have a look at Pike. 20 metres before the line on Karajini Aurora last start and watch him dip his head down yeah. in just because he knew that could have won the race. Mm. I don't know if it would have, but that would have gone very close to winning the race and knocking off KC and Pike got held up at key moments and just watch him and watch him put his head down. You could just tell he was just frustrated. extremely frustrated, disappointed in mm. himself, I think, more than anything, even though the gaps didn't appear and you can't make them appear. But, um, yeah, I really like a little bit of uh, a little bit of passion like that, BJ. I'm tipping KC. Don't have to be a rocket scientist for that. But I'm um, looking forward to seeing what Sean Trey is made out of on Saturday. Last point on this race, Heaven's Gift, $6,000 yeah. yes. purchase by Holly Lock on the Inglis Online auction in March from um, Peter's Investments Unraced at the time. Wins first up, Pinjero. Wins second up, Pinjero. Looks like it's got a very bright future. Heaven's gift. Can this, I race this, you? This race might have come around a bit soon for her, but got a bit of class. Heaven's gift. $6,000 purchase, Guru. That's yep. uh, that's elite shopping. Isn't I don't it? mind them going here either. And Holly Lock's a uh, very astute little uh, boutique trainer, isn't she? So, uh, But anyway, Sean Trey for me, if they're playing on pace, we're going to definitely be on Tredenzia. Tredenzia. Cool. BJ, we're going to... Look to work around KC. Not that, that I'm fully knocking her, but I just think the dollar seventy is thin. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, it's just about that time, isn't it? Mm. Guru? The Sean Nichols Stakes. The Sean Nichols Stakes. Also known as the? Get Out Stakes. S-T-E-A-K-S. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes is sponsored by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. They are located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he runs the show with his team. Drop in and say g'day. He'll take very good care of you. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering that we've got 10 races, tweet us at the 1-1-Pod who you think will win race 10 at Belmont on Saturday and a decimal-winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering the Sam White rule, if there's a dead heat, the person who puts their entry in first will be declared the winner. So that's the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes. Send your tweet at the 1-1-Pod and uh, be in the running for a succulent gourmet beef package from the largest retail butcher shop in Perth.
Uh, okay, race 10, the lucky Lacta last, uh, the Crown Perth handicap over the mile, which is 1,600 metres for, for those that uh, don't use the uh, – is it the metric system? The metric system, The yeah. metric system, yeah. yeah. The imperial system. It's 1.6 yeah. kilometres. Actually, we're not in America. We're in Australia. We're in Australia. So, it's 1.6 kilometres this Australia. race. Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah, cork dats on. Around the table eating our pancakes. Pancakes aren't very Australian though, are they? Especially gluten-free pancakes. No, that is gluten-free. Is it un-Australian? I, I don't know what they were. it might be. Let's cut that out, can we? Uh, okay, 72 plus handicap. Uh, interesting. Little race. Here, uh, here, BJ. The uh, the bar plates go off. King Blitz is a pretty noticeable gear change for the race. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I don't really have a huge amount to to say or share here. I narrowed it down to three winning chances: um, Serenity Bay, King she's Blitz. The, she's the obvious, isn't she? And she is. She mm. really is the obvious. And uh, she, I, you simply just have to have her on top. The yeah. current price isn't. There for me, she's actually bang on what I marked her at around that 240 mark, and I'm, I'm not going to play at 240, but um, I, I mean, you're, you're talking King Blitz is, is a bit sticky from the gates, and it's a difficult ride for Lactar as well. Uh, Fred Dagg's going to get well back, um, attempt the run on, uh, but Fred Dagg's best work, best and arguably two of Fred Dagg's best runs have been over the mile, knocked off a reasonable 66-plus field coming from near last, and a couple of campaigns ago actually pushed Regal Power to a very small margin. So cannot completely discount Fred Dagg, whose last effort, while it was 1.8 lengths behind showmanship, reads well on paper, reads a little bit better when you have a look at the fact it was Military Ruler in third, and Military Rulers came out last week. Ran second to Windstorm. Ran second to Windstorm, but it was about two, two and a half lengths back to third. So I think that Military Ruler form line on top of the Cerise and White showmanship slash Windstorm form lines actually looks really good too. So speed map-wise, all the speed's really weak in this race. I mean, Juicing Carrots... Um, my Greek boy, who I wanted to have a chat to you about in rock a second. And Rock on Tommy should be the three rolling forward. Can't see any providing too much tempo. Can't see – I just can't see anything major happening there. Pike lands on the back of them. Yeah. If King Blitz or, or Fred Day are close enough, they probably could get past Pike because this is a lot harder. But mm. I just think, yeah, Pike in the last, it's – geez, I sound like a bit of a broken record here, but he just he just ticks all the boxes, BJ. I'm going to hope we can see some high twos. That's unlikely. But um, I can't go past him, BJ. Mm. Can you? Well, I've flagged it earlier in the show. Mm. Pike and Lucky went head-to-head -head last week. Mm -hmm. Lucky two. You did. Pike zero. I reckon Raul Ramoli on King Blitz can knock off the fave, Serenity Bay. I think King Blitz is a better horse, but don't get me wrong. Pike from five. King Blitz is missing kicks as well. 55 ugly things. kilos. Pretty soft first up winner. Has done nothing wrong in its career, so it's a, so, um, no knock on it at all. And it stands out like the proverbial, doesn't she? Like, mm. just looks- I just, wanted to get just, her beaten. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to get her beat. What do you think of King Blitz the other day? Yeah, I thought King Blitz was good. good. Again, it? it's just- yeah. Because you, you you mentioned it, you said that Lucky is a bit patient. Yeah, that's that probably, that and, and probably I think I think he was issue. a bit too patient uh, last start. Um, Don't think he was winning either way. Yeah, but no, I'm look. It's all about if if Lucky gets King Blitz out the gates, yeah. lands in 
sort of one uh, one off the fence, two back type thing. Very maybe hard fo- to maybe beat. Following Serenity Bay. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. It, that well, that would be the dream. Highly unlikely, but um, no. It's sometimes you just gotta you gotta trust the jockey in situations like this. Lactar, I think, still looking for his first Saturday winner. Yeah, look at, at the current prices. I just I simply wouldn't be betting yeah. um, into any horse at the current prices. And if that doesn't occur, and I don't have a bet in the race. I'll be cheering Rahel Romoli home, <laughs> I tell you what. But if we can see a bit of juice, or I'm actually on a buck stool on Saturday, BJ, so the, the lads will probably be uh, looking for me to- Because you'll be roaring, to, well, roaring Romoli home. Well, oh, it's unlikely I'll be roaring Romoli. I don't think there'll be a situation where I'll end up on lacto okay. here, unless, unless we're seeing sort of uh, very high singles or low low doubles, which okay. is very unlikely, I'm, I'm aware, that I'm going to see that price. But yeah, I, I do think it just it looks pretty well set up for- yeah, sure does. Maybe I'm clutching or just reaching to try and get this fave uh, rolled in the last. King Blitz was coming off a break last start, had the bar shoes on. He had a lot against him. Mm-hmm. And I still thought he could win that day and he went really, really good. It was such a good run uh, behind Mrs. Brown's boys and Wrinkley. Better gate, bar shoes off. Drops in grade. Question, question. So he's up four kilos here. Does the dropping in grade, I don't think the dropping grade's worth four kilos as well. It's a 78 plus to a 72 plus. So he whips up the um, the eight ratings points. So whips up the four kilos. But I don't think this is a four kilo harder race. Does that make sense? So I just think that that's also a negative with, with King Blitz. Okay. Perhaps, perhaps. I just see King Blitz being a superior version of himself on Saturday to what we saw last start. If he elevates as I expect, Terry's got, what do you got more to add, Terry? Uh, I was just when you said, I was just thinking me at this Bucks do on Saturday. I don't think I'm going to be a superior version of myself on Saturday. I reckon I'm going to be a severely inferior version of myself We're on Saturday. We're going to be a rapid, rapid decline by the time I'd, I'd race 10 so, rolls yeah. around. I'd suggest so. Yeah, as I said, I'm just tipping King Blitz to knock off the fave. If he turns up breathing fire like he can, King Blitz, he's so tough that he can outmuscle Serenity Bay late if it gets into a dogfight. Pro consent flying for Robbie and Todd. Harvey, such a good run behind Paris St. George the other day. Fred Dagg's one of my faves. He he bounced back to a bit of form last week. Has a win over the Belmont Mile and a second as well. Exactly. So solid race to finish off the day. I'm uh, I'm going to be roaring for Romoli, Raul Romoli in the last King Blitz and uh, Barry on top. Well, Pike's on top for me. Staying out at the prices, though, at this point in time. One horse I will be having the smallest bet on the exchange on BJ is uh, my Greek boy, who I'm hoping gets to 200 to 1. They've just been dropping rail. They've just been snagging dropping rail points, snagging dropping rail points, snagging dropping ratings points. They should lead this. They should roll, should just roll. Reckon it's gone at the 300. Don't get me wrong. That's why I, I genuinely will not be backing unless I say over 100 to 1. Okay. But, um, oh, I think you might on. too. Crazier things happen. I think you might. Crazier things have happened, yeah. BJ.